Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from StickerGiant. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Stickers on the Mic. Andrew with you uh, once again. Uh, very excited today to be dialing in from Ann Arbor, Michigan, Jenny Santi from Zingerman's mm-hmm. Delicatessen. Jenny, thank you for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, and Sticker Giant and Zingerman's have had a long history, um, which is in a way its own other podcast. Right. But today <laughs> we're here to talk about Zingerman's Delicatessen and some fun uh, stickers and labels for the food service brand and Zingerman's. Zingerman's is a large uh, family of businesses, folks, who, who you, if you don't know about them in Ann Arbor, Michigan, they're an institution. And Jenny is going to speak to some of their history and her time there and what she's been able to accomplish. Um, yeah. But, you know, for, first and foremost, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about, you know, what you do at Zingerman's Delta. Sure. Okay. So I am the marketing and communications manager for one of our community of businesses, Zingerman's Delicatessen. We are the original um, deli grocery shop uh, that started in 1982 by Paul and Ari. Um, the, we call it kind of like the flagship business. Um so we sell Reuben sandwiches, Jewish specialties. We have a specialty foods shop. We sell lots of sliced meats, cheeses, imported olive oils. Probably have two, 3,000 different products you can shop from us, plus a menu of 60, 80 sandwiches you can eat. We have a cafe. We have a catering business. So um, I oversee our creative team, our marketing, our website, our social media, our stickers, our product packaging. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And speaking of stickers, of course, um, I've known about Zingerman's for a long time. Uh, again, folks who are not super familiar with it, it's not just an, an amazing restaurant brand and property. There's an entire sort of um, business philosophy around the uh, open book management and great game of business, yeah. which is a core focus of Sticker Giant. But along the way, I've seen a lot of like stickers and labels. You said stickers. Yeah. And, <laughs> and today's sticker story really is the uh, I park illegally for Zingerman sticker, which ah. I love. And, 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 you know, can you talk a little bit about the, the like, c- c- because of all those hats you wear, um, but yeah. then there's also, again, like getting the designs and keeping the visual brand and then persisting it through, you know, your business and growing your fans and, and giving them fun things like, yeah. you know, a, a sticker. So anyway, I park illegally. Story, what's that right. all about? Story behind the sticker. So our, our building is located in a historic neighborhood in downtown Ann Arbor. Um, we're real close to the farmer's market. And our building has been there since 1902. Um, it's an old brick building. We have added onto it uh, with permission from the Historic District Commission in our town. Um, we don't have any parking associated with our business. Right. So it is um, similar to all other downtown businesses. There isn't a parking lot near us. Yeah. And we have public parking. So you can park on the street. You can park at a meter. You can park at one of our city parking structures and walk a couple blocks. I don't know exactly what year those stickers first came out, but we made bumper stickers that said, I park illegally for Zingerman's Deli because people would be willing to risk a parking ticket to come and get a sandwich. Yeah. Um, so we had those around for a while and then they're kind of a historical artifact now, like the long bumper stickers that people would have on their on their cars. And just recently we decided to resize them and bring them back as like a laptop water bottle sticker. That's the way people are using stickers more often now. Right. So a smaller size format, but still hilarious. People love it. It's part of our look and feel. Um, You can see, you know, 
the yeah, like graphics if around me. People who are watching it, like the background that Jenny has is like the visual style of like the food and illustrations. Yeah. Zimmerman's has like a really like hand drawn like script is your your suit you yes. know your logo is a hand, script scripts. yeah it's like handwritten right um we're, we're like so that's a fun creative challenge as like a brand yeah. manager you know <laughs> marketing person like yourself to get that out there but how, how did that like come to be because that really is part of the zingerman yeah vibe. so we have a um trade trademark i'm not sure if i'm using the right uh trademarked font that is our handwritten font that we use in a lot of our design and packaging and on the stickers we it's called muno it's named after a gentleman steve muno who was working with paul and ari really early in the days the deli first opened and he was working um slicing meat cheese he had a background in art um and he um started doing like pulling butcher paper off the uh, the role one day and just drawing, doodling, making signs, you know, to kind of hang up on the walls, try to early stage of marketing, right? Like no yeah, yeah. fancy computers or this anything. Was 40 years ago, like when 40 the years started. ago. So like it, it, yeah. it, it, it you know, it made sense or it, it, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Sense. And so the style of artwork and the branding that we have is we, we credit to him. He's the okay. one who kind of came up with these animated characters, um, drawings that were like really, um, wild food images and the, the kind of the, um, handwritten type lettering. Um, so we still, we still carry that through in our design work today. We still do hand painted signs. If you come into our business, we have, um, right now we have two sign painters on our staff. One of them is Steve's daughter, which is so fun that, that we're like trained. He doesn't work at Zingerman's any longer, but his daughter is there training in the, in the craft that he gave to us, which is just a really awesome story. Um, and, um, so we still have, we have two sign painters on staff. They, they paint signs, they do hand lettering, they'll do hand done signs for a lot of our products. But like I said, we have two, 3000 products. We can't do everything by hand. So, um, and we need to have graphics for online social media, whatnot. So sticker production, all of that. So we have a font we use, um, that our graphic designers use that we can employ for digital design work, but it still replicates that hand handwritten type writing nice yeah yeah and there's yeah. that like blockier font that is like all the subheads on the website and stuff yep. like that yep. that is like the complimentary one um and then you of course it's in print to matter too there's like the newsletter there's like the the digital newsletter but then there's also like the calendars and you have all these other things yep. that um i know is a big part of that uh look and feel um but when it comes to you know being a, a member of the community, right? Like, like yeah. Zingerman's is, there's a lot that, um, that you do as part of the deli. That's both, um, just getting people in the door, of course, get them in line, get right. them their sandwiches. Um, but then there's other elements of the business that, that Zingerman's is really invested in. And can, can you speak a little bit to, um, the different projects yeah. that you have? There's like food gatherers. There's all these different, right. Pro- yeah. So projects. Paul, Paul and Ari, um, started the deli 40 years ago and they always wanted the business to be a different type of business. They didn't, they, they weren't super interested in being like capital, traditional capitalists in their business. They wanted to, um, you know, kind of train their staff differently, have their staff be leaders. They wanted to give back to the community. We have a set of guiding principles that have been written over the years. And one of our, um, you know, we have, 
we give back to the community. We treat our staff res- with respect. We um, love and enjoy food. And so it's, it's just a whole um, experience that you have as being part of the community. It's really important to us to, um, to use our notoriety now for good in the community. So that means giving money. It means um, donating food. It means volunteering our time. It means like, you know, however we can help. Um, we have a whole, we have a whole person who rep who works for our entire community of businesses. So all 10 of the businesses now that are under that oh, wow. Zingerman's community of businesses umbrella and their entire job is to do community um, donations. Nice. They just handle all the, rec- we get a lot of requests. We do a lot of outreach ourselves. So yes, back to the community businesses too. Yeah. Uh, I want to stay with that for a second. Um, there's a lot of brands. You, you've mentioned the deli, the next door, you're wearing the shirt of it. Yeah. Um, th- <laughs> those are two. What are the other areas? Uh, so uh, folks, if you go to zingermans.com, there's all kinds of other links and then Zingerman's community com is the other website. There's the Bakehouse, there's Bake with Zing, Zing Train, Catering, Weddings, Mail Order, Creamery. So the business has grown. There's a lot of the businesses brands. have you, grown. Yeah, you only have to keep your arms around a couple or two or three or whatever. Can you um, name those off again, really quick, just from my? Yeah, all the different. Let's see. There's yeah. Zingerman's Bakehouse, Zingerman's Creamery, Zingerman's Coffee Company, Zing Train. Miss Kim is a Korean restaurant. Zingerman's Roadhouse is a um, a sit down. Um, you know, service restaurant. It's mm-hmm. great American food. We have Cornman Farms, which is a wedding, um, a wedding site That's venue. Crazy. You can have events out there. Um, yeah. There's Zingerman's Food Tours. They tour yeah. the country. They go. We get. We work with all these producers that we get. You know, olive oil. We import olive oil or cheese from Switzerland, and Zingerman's Food Tour takes people across over. Oh, wow. You know, over yeah. to travel around Fun. and visit in person. Um, Paul and Ari saw, so they, they decided early on when they, you know, they want, I guess the, there was a couple of early businesses that were, um, kind of spinoff businesses. The Zingerman's Bakehouse was the first, Mm -hmm. you know, real established one that's still around today. And it was out of a necessity. They wanted to source the best quality products that they could from anywhere. And when they first opened, they were getting bread for sandwiches from somewhere in Detroit, I think. Mm-hmm. And after a time they felt like, well, we could probably do this better and, um, and, you know, make closer, it yeah, make closer it. and whatnot. Oh, yeah. So they decided to, um, look for a baker. They brought, um, uh, somebody, somebody in to start baking and then Zingerman's Bakehouse was born. And after, I, I can't remember what the next business, I think maybe Zing Train was the next one after that. So they took all the internal training that we do for staff and they decided to, to sell it to other businesses who might want to learn our service model or about open book management or or whatnot. Um, Early on, Paul and Ari decided that they didn't want to be a franchised business. They didn't want to have like replications of the deli all over the country or even all over Michigan. They wanted to grow by growing, um, like-minded businesses that shared our principles and, um, and our mission, um, but do it locally. So all of the businesses are contained within Washtenaw County. Most of them are within Ann Arbor, but Cornman farms is a little outside of town. Um, and, and so as, as ideas get born, there's a process now internally that people can come and say, Oh, I want to be a Zingerman's business. There's a path to becoming a Zingerman's business. Interesting. As mentorship and exchange. Yeah. 
But it all comes back to 422 Detroit Street, right? In the deli in a way. And that's where you work. In a way, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Right there at Detroit and Kingsley. I'm looking at the, yep. on the website. I've never been there, folks, but it's on my bucket list. Uh, uh, but um, <laughs> the um, the deli, what's your favorite thing to get at the deli? My favorite thing. Oh, my favorite sandwich is the Reuben. Oh, okay. Sure. I mean, not very original, right? <laughs> but corned beef. I mean, it's, yeah. Corn beef yeah. Good. Sauerkraut, um, Swiss cheese. So that's your favorite sandwich. But like, it must be fun though. Like when you do work in food, especially when it's good food and you like it and you know that yeah. people associate with it. What are uh, some of the things that, especially in the last few years with food service been tough with COVID and all, like how has Zingerman's tried to keep that experience and that flavor alive for people and, and, and keep them stoked? I mean, it's kind of in the rear view a little bit, but you know, what were some of the challenges in the last few oh. years? During COVID, yeah, I mean, the challenge was just trying to keep our business going when we weren't allowed to have people coming inside our business to dine. But this is just our community embraced us like so they just they just loved us so much during this time period that, um, you know, it was a struggle for us. Everyone in the world was worried about what would happen to their health, their loved ones and their family. Right. But then we had various impacts depending on what you know, what community you're in and restaurants were, were experienced their own difficulties and that we couldn't serve people. Like we, mm-hmm. we literally had to close our doors and couldn't let people in. So we switched to a lot of takeout. We took our sandwiches on the road. So instead of, uh, we get a lot of out of town visitors or people will come in from some, yeah. you know, like from Grand Rapids, Michigan, they'll come in and visit Ann Arbor for a day. And so we decided to go to them. We took, mm-hmm. or, we took Rubens on the road during COVID okay. and went out to there, like people gave us orders and we just drove the orders to Grand Rapids for the day. Um, So yeah, we just were really fortunate that the community gave back to us. They showed up. We did a a sandwich for healthcare workers where we basically, we, we took uh, kind of donations. They weren't really, we are not a nonprofit, but we sold sandwiches one at a time and people could kind of just buy a sandwich for a healthcare worker. And we were able to give thousands of sandwiches to the various um, hospitals and in the community because people were, they kept us working. Like they bought a sandwich. We got to keep somebody making a sandwich and then we got to deliver it to the hospital. It was amazing. Oh, that's so cool. Um, so yes, and I mean, like, I only asked that question because it's like open for in-person shopping on the website. Where it's like by now, yeah, I mean that's good, right? But like, right. you know, it's yeah, we it's, probably it's, update that word. <laughs> well, that, and that's why I say it because it's like such an interesting thing. Like, it's not necessarily going back to that, but like, I mean, these are the things. And I've had to talk to a lot of people. A lot of people um, were starting their businesses during this time because it was something yeah. new, something different. Then there's y'all who've been around at that time for almost forty years. Now you're forty years, but yeah. like the last two years of the forty could have been maybe the hardest of the whole time. The business. Yeah, it it might have been. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to ask the people who started the businesses, but like at the same time, like those are. It's not even the like classic open book like success leads to better problems. This wasn't a success problem. This was like this was a survival operational. Yeah, right. It was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we definitely stretched ourselves operationally. And then I think the other thing we experienced, and and maybe different for different businesses in Ann Arbor, but the um, the rules and regulations and people's comfortability with COVID as it as it, you know, as all these things took place over a couple of years, um, we have a large, 
we serve a large number of guests that are from out of town. Yeah. And so we're, we're like a destination and we're also right. a, a hometown favorite. So right. people our just home, get a cup of coffee every day. Yeah. Right. So our locals understood and they understood the local regulations. And, and in fact, Ann Arbor itself was like, like if you left Ann Arbor and you went to a, a town that was an hour away from Ann Arbor, their uh, COVID regulations were different than ours right. here in Ann Arbor, their pe- people's comfortability. So we had business, we still have businesses in Ann Arbor that don't, that don't let people in their business anymore. They've right. switched to completely like, you know, so it's just, it's just different. So we have all these people who are coming from out of town, different states who don't know our regulations, who didn't know what's, and we just, we still wanted to give them good service, but we had to be able to give them service the way they meet them where they were at, but also keep our staff safe and, uh, you know, keep other guests safe. So it was a challenge in terms of communicating the expectations of ahead of time. Yeah. What do people expect when they come? How do we serve them? How do, how do we make them have a good experience when everything is so weird and different for us and for them? And did that cause you to like have to dial in more the online component? Or do you we feel did. Like it was pretty strong. Like, the, I mean, I, 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 of course, remember your website from a few years ago, but like, what did you have to like figure out with shipping and uh, fulfillment to, to dial in your e-commerce, both locally. and Yeah. Kind of so we questions. don't, yeah. our business doesn't ship. That's oh, our okay. Zingerman's mail order business. Right, right, right. We, we did, we didn't have an online grocery like ordering. You couldn't okay. shop from us online. And we, so we, t- we made that available during COVID. Okay. Um, I would say the other thing that is unique to our Zingerman's business is that our, we call we say that our business has three bottom lines. We don't measure just a financial bottom line for our business. We have a service bottom line, a great, great food, great service, great finance. So that allows us to think about problems differently than some other businesses that are only measuring their financial bottom line. So yeah. we could say we we could lean into that. We're still going to give good food during the pandemic, even if the finance part is not working out great. We're still going to give great service and we have, we have to have all three of those things work out. So I think that helped us be more creative and more resilient because we had, we had different ways of solving our problems. Then it wasn't just like the money part, although that was a struggle for everyone during the pandemic and operating a business. (laughs) Yeah, naturally, naturally. Um, Oh goodness, we've covered a lot of ground. Covered a lot, yeah. Because I'm, I wanted to hear the story of how everything was designed. That was cool. Um, yeah. So what, um, what are some of the things you're excited about going into next year for the for the deli and and you know, um, maybe more fun yeah, stickers you and labels. More stickers and labels. <laughs> no, but well, like, I mean, that means a... you're selling more food, right? Which is good. Yeah, yeah, we're excited. We've got um, so one of our big projects that we do with you all is print our stickers for our pot pies. We've got six mm. different flavors of pot pies, and we have a sticker that we get. We we make between December and March about ten thousand handmade pot pies. Every single one of them is handmade in our kitchen, and then we put a little like plastic wrap on it. Goes in a, a tiny like shrink wrap machine that we can like maybe four at a time and then they get hand stickered. So that's how stuff, yeah, that's, um, that's how we do a lot of our uh, products at the deli. We don't have machine. There's not machines that are like adhering the stickers. It's like a person is actually putting them on. And you said 10,000 over that time period. (laughs) 10,000. We'll make more than that in a year, but that's like our heaviest season. 10,000 pies. Yep. Hand labeled, no less. That's amazing. Hand labeled. Um, well, goodness gracious, uh, I really do appreciate your time and sharing yeah. some of those stories. Um, you know, folks, again, the visual style of Zingerman's is very unique, and there's a lot more on the uh, business and growth side 
to discover if you're interested in their community and businesses. Of course, if you're ever in Ann Arbor, you got to stop by and get a sandwich. It's Definitely. On my, my travel list. I've already said that. Um, <laughs> but uh, Jenny, um, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. So, like I said, every sticker has a story. That's the theme of the show. And this is the I parked illegally for Zingerman's yeah. episode in a way. But it's more than that. And um, I encourage Want to know a secret to- about parking illegally, too? I do. I do. If you get a parking ticket, if you get a parking ticket while you're eating at Zingerman's, bring it in and we'll give you $4 off your sandwich. <laughs> that's that's so funny. Um, that's even better secret. Uh, it's the Easter egg. If you listen this far and you find yourself <laughs> yeah, right. in Ann Arbor and you get a ticket, please, you can tell them that Andrew said it was okay. No, don't say that. Um, but thank you, Jenny. Uh, and thank you for the long time, uh, sort of, um, wonderful, the special relationship we have with Zingerman's yeah. is awesome, you know? Um, and it's, um, I've learned a lot. So, uh, even today. So it's been fun being sort of a student of, of what y'all do and, and finally hearing some getting a little under the hood to learn a little bit more. So thanks so much. Um, good luck in that busy holiday season. Yeah. Of week. You can have people leaving campus and coming home from yep. school and the hopefully holidays and- taking a lot of like fun baked goods with them. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There you go. Um, all right. Be well. And um, everybody else out there, be well and take care of yourself and each other. Thank you. Uh, and we'll see you next time. That wraps up this episode of Stickers on the Mic, brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customers' sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to StickerGiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic.